Welcome to A Human Perspective. It's coming home. It's coming home. The stadium is pulsing. You step up. A young black boy knowing England's last hope to win rests with you. And knowing what is at stake if you do not score. The crowd waits. Pulled back and tense like a bowstring. Eager to release and tremble with celebration. You are the star of the team. And the expectation to show why, at this very moment, is at the forefront of your mind. You decide, I'm ready. Time is now. You run on the spot, feeling the turf push energy back into your body. And then you run up and kick. And it's saved. No goal, all hope lost. Here they come. In my last podcast episode, Pride and Prejudice, with my first ever guest, Dane Smet, he introduced a term to me I had never come across before, false acceptance. And for some reason, I simply have not been able to shake it. As is my go-to, I had to hit Google and see what information was out there, if any. I could only really find a scientific definition. This version is from Techopedia. False acceptance is an error in biometrics that causes an unauthorized person to be authenticated. Biometrics uses distinguishing human characteristics as a mode of authentication. False acceptance is the most serious biometric security problem as it permits unauthorized users to access sensitive systems. Hmm. Take some time to digest that. Funnily enough, I couldn't find this term in relation to sociology. And yet I instantly understood its meaning when Stain first mentioned it. False acceptance is when you claim to be open, understanding, accepting of something or someone different. But, and I will take words from the technical definition, they are not permitted, authorised or authenticated to exist as others do within that system. I was wondering how to provide examples of this for this episode. And then the Euro 2020 finals happened. And there it was again, seeping through the cracks, coming in loud and clear, visible, false acceptance. Now I'm seeing on social platforms, people quickly chucking the hot potato as far away from themselves as they can, denouncing racism. But the truth is, these racists are the potent and toxic result of what is always sitting 
under the surface. According to a 2019 Sky News survey, 86% of football fans who regularly attend matches in the UK have witnessed racist chanting, racist slurs or singing at a game. This increases to 93% when the respondents are of black, Asian and ethnic minority communities. What Saka, Sancho and Rashford are experiencing is nothing new. This has been happening for a long time. Whether in relation to a sporting achievement or a crime, the way we're described depends on the act. We're English or British when we make the country look good. And when we do something disapproving, the African villages our parents were born in are highlighted as a way to other us, regardless of where we were born and raised. When playing for France, Karim Benzema said, When I score, I'm French. When I don't, I'm an Arab. Romelu Lukaku, when playing for Belgium. When things were going well, I was Lukaku, the Belgian striker. When they weren't going well, I was the Belgian striker of Congolese descent. Mesut Ozil, when playing for Germany. When we win, I am German. When we lose, I am an immigrant. I've personally never supported England when it comes to these Euro World Cup matches. Yes, I hold a British passport and I've spent the vast majority of my life here. But I've grown up seeing the ignorant, prideful ego and toxicity that comes out when England is playing. I have friends who support England. I don't understand it, but that's their personal choice. But I know there are many others like me who support questionably or not at all because they do not feel fully accepted. I'm sure some of you are thinking, but you live in England. How can you not support England in football? Firstly, I appreciate England, but I am not a fan of football or football culture overall. Secondly, I am originally from Nigeria, a Commonwealth country, and like many other former colonized countries, our people and resources have been and still are being pillaged in ways you cannot imagine. So please, spare me. It's coming home. Is this home? Can it be? We're good enough to claim England when we're doing well and rejected as soon as we're not. And so the game continues. The game of false acceptance. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I'll be honest, I really struggled working out how to address this topic because it leads into so many others. But hopefully I've tried to keep it succinct and relevant. And I'll see you in the next episode.